entitled to a birth certificate in South Africa. Good evening, Tony, and good evening to the viewers and the listeners up there. I, I must start stating that uh, I'm getting very angry because I think this country, South Africa, is being abused. There is a general belief that the constitution of South Africa allows everybody from any part of the world to come here and demand, even by force, things that they desire, which they will never even try to demand in the countries where they come from. And I want to state that this must stop because at any rate, it is not going to work. Now, coming, you know, people are even brazenly using political pressure and match, matches to try and, 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 and bulldoze the Department of Home Affairs. I just want to warn that this is not going to work because it's becoming extremely unacceptable. Now, coming to your answer, no, we are not obliged. Not everybody who is, who is born, who's, I mean, who is born in your country, uh, uh, is I mean, a country is obliged to give them a birth certificate. No, it's not like that. We do give them record of birth, yes. If any birth certificate are only for South Africans, anybody who is a South African but who is born here, we give them the record of birth. The record, record of birth indicates the name of the individual, indicates who their father is, it indicates who their mother is, it indicates when were they born in what hospital in South Africa. And we expect them to take that birth certificate to the embassy of the country where they come from. To obtain a birth certificate. That is what we accept, except if the person is a bona fide refugee who is under international protection, who will then be having a Section 24 certificate that is a refugee. Or if a person is a permanent resident who has got a permanent resident permit, then their children will get birth certificate. I just want to disabuse people because quite a number of South Africans, including a lot of people in the media, believe that simply being born in a particular country, then you deserve a right to get a birth certificate of citizenship in that country. It's not like that. It depends on what, what choice the country has got. And, and globally, there are only three choices of how you acquire citizenship and things like birth certificate. Now, that is... Uh, now, Minister, th this consortium of yeah, uh, refu refugees was saying that uh, they deny these documents. It, it, you know, they face many challenges such as uh, access to healthcare and education and so forth. Uh, where, where should they start if, if, if undocumented uh, parents give birth to a child? Uh, what's the process for them? Look. Um, I, I just summarized it. Any yeah. child who is born here and is a South African will get a birth certificate and yeah. we prefer to issue it within 30 days of birth and it solves most of our problems. After 30 days of birth, it's called late registration of birth. It has got its own problems. But anybody who is not a South African is not entitled to a birth certificate, Tony. Yeah. Because a birth certificate got a South African ID it means you're already a citizen. So not everybody is entitled to it. Yes. What we give them is what we call registration of birth. That is documentation. We document them by giving them registration of birth, and we expect them to go to their embassies to obtain a birth certificate 
of the country where they come from. But that registration of birth is a document which is recognized uh -huh. in law in the Republic of South Africa. And it's a bit of an exaggeration to say people don't get health care, don't get education. Let's start with education. I issued two years ago a, a, a memo uh, together with the Minister of Basic Education, Minister Ntimotera, that we won't stop children from uh, 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 registering at school simply because they don't have documentation yet. We said kids must go to school and documentation will follow. At any rate, there's even a law, there's even not a law, a court case whereby the court ruled that children must not be barred from attending school because of documentation. And, and with that, that law, I mean, that uh, uh, court judgment was passed just days after I've agreed with uh, Minister Ntimotera. So this whole thing of lying is to manipulate public opinion against the South African state because South Africans easily get blackmailed by the word uh, uh, xenophobia. Anybody who wants South, something South Africa push the word uh, uh, xenophobia forward and South Africans and the government must put that. We're no longer going to do that. Uh, Minister... Just moving on slightly, looking at uh, COVID-19, and uh, obviously, uh, I'm sure you've, you've had... Good evening, Patrick. Good evening. Quena, good, good evening. evening. Elmo, good evening. Uh, Patrick, can you hear me? Oh, I see hundreds, yeah. So it means... Uh, yeah, it means I, I I can. Oh, okay. Dallas can hear me, so it means then I'm loud. If I can, if Dallas can hear me as well. Patriots, it has been a very uh, uh, fulfilling week from both sides, and I must say, if you just look at engagement that uh, politicians are suddenly having without fear of of being called xenophobic. Uh, not only from politicians, we are seeing that as well from journalists that a uh, uh, couple of months ago or a few years ago, those journalists would not have dared even talk about those things. But today they are talking about it. I'm sure you are all aware that earlier in the week there was a message from uh, Tito Mboweni. I do know a lot of Patriots were angry that uh, Tito seems to be very populist in, uh, in, in that he's a populist, in that he seems to like to say things when he's outside the government. When he's in the government, he doesn't say those things. But at least let's give him credit on this one about uh, restaurants and uh, hospitality uh, industry. Uh, I know Alunamda likes quoting it that in March 2020, Tito uh, announced in front of everyone on TV that uh, South Africa hospitality industry, or uh, not hospitality per se, but uh, restaurants, they are dominated by uh, foreigners. He actually said it's 80%. And he said it shocked him that when he came back from exile, that area was occupied solely by South Africans and today it's dominated by foreigners. And we are not ashamed, we are not 
Anapo, we are going to be saying it over and over. If you don't like to hear it, tough luck, but we are dealing with South African issues on this space and we will talk about it. Nowhere else in the world have you ever seen an industry being dominated by foreigners, especially an industry that is right at the bottom of the food chain. That's the industry that should be employing South Africans and is not doing that. And Tito, I see he repeated that again. And I saw uh, Enoch Kodongwane as well was saying something similar. I just couldn't uh, get his clip, but I really wanted everyone to hear that uh, it looks like uh, all the, the ANC politicians, they are now learning uh, to love South Africans. They now realize that uh, they are not going to get their votes from Maswingo, from Harare, or from Abuja. Their votes come from Alexander. Their votes come from Tembisa. And uh, I was, to me, that is positive, that they are beginning to realize. And then I saw a journalist, Mzwandi um, Lepeche, he wrote something earlier today, which I found, uh, that's when I realized that the tide is turning. He wrote something like, I quote, I know the debate about South Africans uh, versus foreigners. It's a very sensitive when it comes to job opportunities. But it seems some petrol stations and restaurants have a concerted effort to employ only non-South Africans. And guess who concurred with him? None other than staunch ANC supporter, Gulam MV. He was saying, Gulam said, well, also check us does have also, Checkers does not have a single South African driver in its very successful 6060 service. They recently announced that they re they recently announced that they have 4,500 drivers in 6060. Just imagine if 4,500 South Africans could could have uh, got these jobs. So it it shows that even the people who few weeks ago or few months ago they were up in arms calling us xenophobics they are now seeing the light and uh, i know it's not we should not be uh, going around celebrating because at this stage there's nothing to celebrate really uh, we are right at the beginning of our fight you see balula uh, uh, flip-flopping saying uh, no there, there needs to be regulations to stop foreign truck drivers, but uh, he goes in to say something is unconstitutional. Well, we understand he's conflicted because his friends own uh, trucks. And if his friends own trucks, uh, if we employ South Africans, he knows South Africans will not accept peanuts. South Africans knows what they are worth. And they will be saying, pay me what I'm worth. And his friends, because you know how they run their businesses, they run their business by exploiting people. I was shocked when this white guy uh, went on 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 TV, and he boldly said, "Come out and tell us who is employing foreigners. We want to know." So it's then that I knew that foreigners are being employed by the comrades, because remember the comrades are very bad at running businesses. So guess what they do? They want to exploit their fellow South Africans. So while their days are numbered, it can't go on like that. We, we will not accept it. 
uh, and it just won't happen. I mean, it, it has been happening for quite some time. But perhaps what we need to talk about, guys, and, and it's something that I will open the floor uh, for everyone to say what they feel. Th there's something that I, I really think we need to discuss, frankly. And the issue is around put South Africa first vis-a-vis uh, uh, -vis the pol uh, political parties. Let's be clear, guys. Some of us have no intention of being in politics. We are happy in civic movements. We are happy in doing something that is tangible for the people, not in politics at all. So we also understand that there are a lot of politicians who will claim or who will want to associate with us for their own objectives. It's up to us to realize that this is who this is who these people are. They are here because they want to get exposure. So if we can only agree that we associate with them on an issue uh, base, I don't think we will have a problem. But the issue is when suddenly all of us expect Gaten or uh, Vuyo or Mashaba to be with us all the time. Let's be clear, guys, that just won't happen. And the sooner we accept that our fight, remember, our fight, it's against uh, foreigners. And who is making a lot of money from those foreigners? It's people who have money because all they're interested in, they want to continue to pay foreigners peanuts. And when they continue to pay foreigners peanuts, their business, their profits are huge. If they employ South Africa, if we got rid of all foreigners, they will employ South Africans and their profits won't be that big. So we must understand who the enemy is. Some of these guys, actually, they donate to this political party. Hence, you hear of a political party saying, let's reserve 40% for foreign jobs. So you must understand that political parties are run from funds. And where do funds come from? Funds come from donations. And donations are mainly from companies. And there's not a single company that will shoot themselves in the foot. So hence, when one political party was talking about, we want land, but that land needs to go to the state. And some of us were laughing, thinking, there's no way this Italian guy will, 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 will pay registration fee for political uh, political party, only for the political party to come around, walk around and say, well, by the way, we want to take your land. That's not going to happen. So let's begin to see things for what they are. So And let's also understand that people like Gaten, the Mashaba, and the Vuyo, and everybody who is a politician, they will always play in political uh, political space. We are in civic movement. So let's focus on what we need to do. And let's also understand there are not many, and I'll call it the way it is. And if you don't like it, guys, call me to order. I'm happy with that. There are not, so, there are not many black politicians who have spine. There are not many black politicians who stand up for what they believe in. I'll give you a classic example. If you look at court cases that that uh, that are initiated by outer uh, Afriforum. Very quickly, you will see DA joining in or, uh, or Freedom, Frank, uh, Freedom uh, FF, uh, FF, FF Plus joining in as well. But 
you never see if any black civic movement initiate a court case, you will not see a single black political party joining in. So what does that tell you? It tells you that ours, our fellow brothers, they all they're interested in, it's politics. They are not interested in, in human beings who are South Africans, who want things to happen uh, the way things are. To them, they will complain and scream and all those things. And why am I saying this? I want to be clear to everybody that now that we have agreed that it, we will be going to the court around the issue of uh, the Somalians and the Ethiopians running the spaza shops, we will engage with the minister. Thereafter, we will go to the court. We will take them to the court. We will take the minister to the court and make sure that this industry goes back to the South Africans. The issue around uh, the um, the permits, we want to make it clear because we have seen now that uh, we may have some politicians who wants to sneak the I mean the the Zimbabweans through the back door. So we want to go to the court to make sure that it's it is declared illegal. And if it's de- if it is declared illegal, it means the politicians who want to sneak this on the back door they won't be able to do that. So we are going to go, go we are going to go to the court and we will approach these political parties that claim to be part of fighting for South Africans. I'm referring to we will approach ATM, we'll also approach formally, we'll also approach Action SA, we will approach Patriotic Alliance, we'll also approach uh, Republican uh, Conference, we'll approach these political parties reason we are approaching them, we want to see that they can play the same role that when AfriForum goes to the court, we see DA and Freedom Front Plus coming on board. So we want to see if these people, what they are talking about, they are willing to uh, put their, um, this, that saying that put your money where your mouth is. And if it's, a, if it's an issue of finance, we are more than happy, and we have said it many times, we are more than happy to open the books. We are even more than happy to say, run with the whole thing, and if you want, we will be the support. In, in other words, we are happy as well to say, they are the ones who are open the court case. We are just a friend. We are, we are, not, uh, we are not claiming glory. We are not for that. All we want, we want to make sure that this country goes back to what it was. So we will write letters to those political parties. And of course, if they come back and claim all sorts of things that they can't support, it will be very disingenuous because there's no way that you can go and distribute PPE and claim that it costs millions of rands, but you can't donate few thousands for a court case because Guys, come on, that's a good, everybody knows a court case, it's a, it's a, it's a good cause. So we want to see whether they, they're prepared to do that. If they're not prepared to do that, fine. We, are, we, we will accept their positions. We will know which side they are on. We will also understand that in most cases, they just talk, talk. When it comes to uh, action, they don't want to do that. 
last night there was uh, something very interesting. Let me start from a couple of days ago. There was that Simba guy from Zimbabwe who goes around and preaching. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, he's a lawyer and he sometimes wants to talk about economics things, but he's clueless. He was talking about if Zimbabweans leave uh, I mean, our economy, the economy of SEDEC region is interlinked. If interlinked, so if Zimbabweans leave, uh, we will see an immediate uh, impact on South African economy. And then I'm sitting, I'm thinking, this guy doesn't hear himself. Zimbabwean economy has already collapsed. We didn't see any uh, any impact of that economy collapsing on Botswana. So now, if they leave today, actually, our economies will go up overnight. Because to start with, uh, most uh, 5 million plus South Africans will be employed. And when South Africans plus uh, South Africans are employed, that means the spending power goes higher. When the spending power goes higher, it means they are, South Africans have more money to purchase more goods. And if South African can purchase more goods and then the GDP goes up and it, I can go on and on, but I'm not, I don't want to bore you with the, um, the economics lecture. But I just thought the guy's a lawyer and he's talking about things that he has no clue. And to top it off, the guy, it's a ZANU-PF uh, 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 leader here in SA. And they claim they are running away from their country because of political shenanigans in that country. But yet he is representing their political party on this side. And by the way, we also know that the father is a minister. So let's not, you know what really gets me cross is when our media, our journalists don't do research, they accept some of these things at face value. And it really annoys me that don't we have journalists who are prepared to do research and tell him that, you know what, you're selling us lemons. You don't know what you're talking about. And also, last night there was a discussion on Power FM, uh, and I happened to phone in. And guess what? The, uh, the host was none other that, uh, than uh, Numsa spokesperson, uh, Pakamile. And I said, with the problem that we have in this country is illegal foreigners. And she was happy to defend them. She said, those guys are also victims. And I'm thinking, really, if, if I'm a member of NUMSA, I would have canceled my membership this morning. Oh, well, it's holiday. You can't cancel it. But I would be canceling it tomorrow. Because now it's clear that these guys are for foreigners. They are not hiding it. Because they are saying foreigners are also uh, victims. And I'm thinking, victims of what? Because if there's anything that they do, foreigners don't want to join union. Because if they join union, they're scared that they'll be fired. Because they don't have proper papers. So they are not going to join union. And it's something that really scares me. But there's a lot of positive guys. Uh, we have done well this year. And uh, like we said, we will be requesting donations from people. So next year, we want to go ahead with our court case. Like I said, we will approach the four political parties and make sure that we jointly go to the court and we'll open our books to show to them. Even if they don't want to show us uh, their books, it's fine. For us, the, what is most important is to make sure that we win this battle. We'll open our books. We'll invite them to say, guys, join us. You may have resources that we don't have, 
but it's important that we fight this. But even if they don't join us, by the way, it doesn't mean we are not going to uh, continue with our court case. We we are definitely continuing with our court case. And the, I, I also heard some members saying there are members of Put South Africa First who are proposing that uh, who are proposing that we uh, we start a political party. Like I said, some of us are not interested in politics at all, in being part. Of, so if members of Put South Africa First form their political party, we will give them platform. We will support them because we know what they stand for. But uh, I'm safe to say, don't bother recruit me. I'm, I'm happy with what I'm doing. I, I want to stay in the uh, civic movement space. I want, really want to make sure that things get done. And if AfriForum is able to get things done, there's no reason why we can't get things done. We'll use the same document that AfriForum is using and the law of this country. We'll definitely. So, Patriots, let's push on. If there's anything, I will leave that to Elmo and Quena to decide. Uh, Elmo and Quena. Uh, good evening. Am I audible? I think a hundred will do if I am audible. Mangalani, can you hear me? Hello? Mangalani, am I audible? I think he's having a problem, Mangalani. Before he stops talking... Loud and clear. No, plus he's cutting. You are cutting, yeah, you are hey? very loud and clear today. The NI is on holiday yeah. today. You won't have issues. Okay, well, no, it's fine. And um, let me just, yes, I think, yes. let me just narrate. Mangalani, keep on cutting. I don't know. Good evening, everyone. Uh, I think so far we have approached quite a few number of, of black lawyers because ideally, typically, uh, we would want to work with South African lawyers, but uh, let me just say I've been very disappointed because most of black lawyers that are saying that they are even part of this movement, some of them, um, they can't even go to court with us. Uh, that is not the number one factor. Some of them, they even scared of going to court. They have political ambitions of being prosecutors or judges in future. So going forward, uh, we have, I think so far, it's uh, the lawyers that we'll be using are going to be white. So let's just be very clear about that. And we would appreciate the members of Port South Africa appreciating that uh, only white South Africans are willing to go to court because the black South Africans or black lawyer associations members, uh, to be honest, they are the same as humanitarian lawyers in South Africa because uh, our case actually do need somebody with a background of humanitarian um, background or public law for that matter. And uh, the current ones that are they that are black, they don't want to take our case or whatever money that we may be bringing to the table. So those are the challenges that are there. But 
just do know that we are busy with uh, certain lawyers and they are primarily white. And I would appreciate that if we don't get into the debates of uh, race and whatever, because I don't think we are about that. What we are about is fighting for South Africans and South Africans will resolve their issues without anyone dictating whether a white person or a colored person and which I feel that, you know, it will be unjustified. But, you know, those are issues that, you know, they are for us to discuss and for us to 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 actually support as South Africans. So the the white lawyer that will be will be launching this with uh, the case will start probably in January. We'll have more clear dates and the timeline. So that is the reason why I think now because I believe that most of us do have the little that we do have. Rather, we do contribute towards this instead of contributing in January, because in January, I think it will be an issue of, you know, people having to pay school fees and all those things. So there's a reason you will see now that we'll be running the, the fundraising campaign again. Uh, we are still busy with the issue of solving the, the membership. It's not an easy one, comrades, uh, patriots, sorry. It's not an easy one, that one. Uh, because of uh, issues of administration and even starting the website because we can't just involve anyone on that. Uh, can you please switch off? Uh, we can't involve anyone on that. Uh, but like we said, it's a work in progress. Uh, I think, you know, over next year, we will we'll have even the website running. So for those that want to do monthly uh, debit orders like members and whatever, and, and as soon as we do have an administrator and, you know, because if we are going to move to be a level of a free forum, we need to start somewhere. We need to have an administrator. We need to ha get uh, office and do all those things and know that we are having a record of our members, not just on online, but, you know, have them written somewhere where we can even back it up to say these are the members and then this is their monthly contribution and we do we work from that to expand and then take other issues that are there because obviously there's long-term issues and there's going to be short-term issues going to court is going to be one of the long-term issues of 2022 because i don't think you know we are going to go to court and then we are going to get two uh, sessions in court and then there'll be a verdict uh, knowing the politics that comes with such cases is that we are going to be in court for probably even six months. And I think let's rather prepare ourselves for that. And then in the meantime, when we do that, then that's where we start to take uh, the, the short-term goals that we can work around. But uh, I think going to court, all of us, we want that. So I believe in, in all our members to say that uh, this will be the time to indeed uh, take the fight to another level. No, Amo, you can come in. I think I'm done for now. Oh, can you please wait? Hello? May you please wait for Amo to speak? You will speak after... Oh, hi, am I audible now? I'm saying, can you wait for Elmo to speak? You'll speak oh, after. Okay. Yes. Uh, good evening, Patriots. Um, we thank you again uh, for attending this space. 
Um, it's been a monumental uh, month for us. Um, as our host Mangalan has been saying, that there's been significant movement regarding this. Um, uh, we must not uh, look back from where we are coming from. Um, I mean, we've seen, especially the issue regarding the truck drivers uh, and what they are doing in the communities and in the firms regarding this issue of illegal immigration. Uh, regarding the Minister of Transport, Figuelin Balula himself, we all saw the article that was published by News24 uh, in that now he's dribbling regarding implementation. I don't know how many amendments of the Immigration Act have been made since 2002 when we look at the submission that was made uh, by Put South Africans first on the 24th of November regarding that uh, the law is clear. There's no further clarity because if you think back of what the Immigration Act used to be during apartheid, it was more stricter. So in accordance with the human rights, in accordance with our uh, the legislation, the Constitution of South Africa, so many amendments have been made regarding this law. As we said, when we spoke with our a representative, Mr. Munyela, Clayson Munyela from DECO. We even elaborated the issue to say there are basic services that the Immigration Act provides for, which of which is a basic education, which uh, Mangalini spoke about, and the uh, basic health, which I elaborated on our previous space with Mr. Munyela. So there's no point in having many uh, ministers who we know is very vocal, vocal here on social media, but when it comes to implementation of his own ministries, there's zero implementation. That's why they always reshuffle, reshuffle, go into another cabinet because there's poor performance when it comes to implementation and their surveillance uh, role of, of, of overlooking what is happening in their ministry. That Immigration Act is clear. Those people were hired illegally. They didn't have public driving permits. They caught 14 drivers. And in the first instance, where's their visa? To confirm that Department of Labor uh, and Home Affairs uh, recognizes that they are a rare skill or a scarce skill in South Africa that they can drive those, those code 14 uh, trucks from South Africa to the, the whole of Africa. So it's clear that now Dirty politics is emerging in itself. So we must not be deterred back. We must just continue because we've hit uh, the nail where it is now regarding this kleptocracy of the ANC government that for 27 years, they've been allowing this lawlessness of illegal immigration as we are saying that all these issues are at the cost of us, the South African. It doesn't make sense that we were born here we uh, serve this country, be it its civic duty, be it its entrepreneurship, be it its uh, the defense and the military and all the uh, priority services that are defending the borders of our country. Yet the very same children that we give birth to are not benefiting 
even us ourselves when we go for pension or even our parents who are going to go to pension and retirement, they are not to going to benefit and reap the rewards of uh, being a, a South African patriot, saving your country and investing in your own country. And when those benefits are supposed to come to us at the age of retirement, at the age of uh, uh, pension, they are being benefited by illegal foreigners. It just doesn't make sense. As Mangalani also tried to elaborate how economics was going to impact the GP, the, the gross domestic product when a large number of those 34.9% unemployed South Africans suddenly are going to be employed in the system and how we're going to flourish as a country, as a sovereign state. So I'm happy that the developments that we are having are happening. And this is where the truth, the truth of the revelations will now uh, uh, reveal themselves as we move forward. I'll pause there. Uh, th thanks, Elmo. I, I trust that you and Gwena will accept speakers as you see fit. Okay, no, I think we can do that. Uh, let's just allow Kanye to speak. I see Bonks and others left. And then, yeah, we'll have Ndom B. Oman. Yeah, and then Raymond after. Hello. Yeah, you are audible, can you? Mm, okay, thank you. Okay, I will be very short. Uh, I'll be very quick. From my side, I just would like to say that the sooner we start, the better. We trust Kwena, we trust uh, Mangalani, I don't know the others. But if you can just open, uh, register this organization, which will be similar to AfriForum, we are happy. We are here to give you a thumbs up. One thing that holds us back as Blacks is that we spend so much time in planning until people like they are in, 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 in interested anymore. So the sooner we start, guys, and then we work out things, uh, we polish up things as time goes on. And also I agree that we cannot have a political party because that will divide us. Um, Action SA, someone else's EFF, someone else's another party. So I really wish we can start. And also regarding the race, we don't have a problem with white, colored, Indian, blacks. So it's not an issue. The, the issue of white lawyers is not an issue at all. Thank you. Uh, let me just clarify that for you, can you? Because I know everybody will be saying that, uh, given the last uh, battles that I had with uh, Abu Rutendo and certain members of the Port South Africa first leaking certain sensitive information. Uh, the organization is registered. Uh, we did register it myself, Mangalani, NNC. Uh, we are willing, we are going to expand it next year. That's why I said that, you know, some of the administration work, the website, those are things that, you know, you, you get somebody to, that you trust uh, to actually say that create a website for us because you don't want to be giving it to anyone and stuff like that. Otherwise, if they hack it or they manipulate that person, you know, you'll be left out. So indeed, the organization is registered. And that is why we are saying that we'll move into more of the administration phase coming next year. So you will hear of us even announcing that this person is the relevant administrator of this uh, instead of just, you know, uh, having Gwena having to deal with 
the social media and uh, all the issues that are needed to be attended to. So you will see that next year. So thank you for that. Uh, I think Raymond is next. Okay, okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, good evening to everyone in the space. Uh, you know, there's one concern I always have. It's about this noble constitution of ours. You know, in that constitution, there's a line that says, South Africa belongs to all who live in it. That is the line that is being used against us, the bonafide South Africans, to fight us. You know, those are rights enshrined in that constitution that should be benefiting South Africans. But yet, South Africans are suffering under this noble constitution of ours because other people are clever enough to use that constitution. And uh, secondly, I think I want to, to reiterate what Mangalani said earlier on. I think it is a good idea to, to, know, to go to political parties that are, you know, shall we say, uh, pro-put South Africa first idea, you know, to, to get the sense, you know, of how far are they willing to go. Because this struggle will not be popular and this struggle will not be easy. And we already know the, the narrative that is out there within the media. Yeah, there are, there are small uh, people who are, who are slow. I mean, there are a small number of people who are now starting to, to speak up and rise up. But it's, it's going to be a small number. A majority will still, you know, won't want to be seen, won't want to speak out. So this struggle is not going to be easy. It is going to be very difficult. And the media is against us and a number of other movements are against us because you've got human rights lawyers in South Africa who are not willing to protect South Africans. What human rights do South Africans have in South Africa? What shouldn't this constitution be used to benefit South Africans? Why is it why is it being used against South Africans? You know, these are the things that we, we, we are grappling with. And you know, with what Quena said about black lawyers uh, not wanting to 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 represent put South Africa, I mean, I'm not shocked by that. Uh, I, I'm really not shocked. And and I think if white lawyers are willing to come on board and help, so be it. We are all South Africans. Our issue is about South Africans being put first. I thank you. Uh, what you've said, Raymond, is true. Uh, because this very issue that was exposed uh, recently by that um, Chinese uh, member of parliament, um, I'm forgetting his name now, who was who's also under investigation uh, to say she is a suspected espionage agent for the Chinese Communist Party. Um, I don't know why it took the ANC government or the parliament as a whole to notice that our constitution uh, allows naturalized South Africans instead of native South Africans, because this is what the anti-apartheid struggle was for, in that we natives, the people who were colonized by Europe and and, and, and the Jewish Americans through their bank systems, 
while we were displaced from controlling and running our own affairs as an, a, a nation here in South Africa. Because we know very well that this issue that uh, naturalized South Africans, is, it is going to compromise the, 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 the status quo. Hence why we are seeing that there's a lot of illegal immigration happening in the country. And we know that there's also foreign interests from Europe, illegal foreigners coming from Europe who also want a stake from these natural resources of ours that we have in South Africa. So it is something of paramount importance that we have to revisit that clause. If, it, if it's to be, we have to um, uh, uh, amend that clause to say, we must close that loophole that only native South African, South Africans with a bad history that uh, 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 can be traced during those Anglo-Boer Wars and the uh, British colonial rule. Those are the only South Africans who are eligible to run government offices, be it its local government, as well as uh, 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 national government, provincial and national government. Those are critical issues because what Tabumpegi misled the country to say South Africa belongs to all who live in it. It's uh, 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 ludicrous. It's ludicrous because the very same illegal people who saw this loophole are the ones now, are the ones now that are being a burden and continue uh, committing all these criminal and parasitic acts uh, on our country. Gwena, uh, I'm not sure if you want to continue uh, because currently we don't have uh, hands. Uh, we can allow other speakers to perhaps continue after, after uh, Raymond. No, I think Ntombi can continue since she was already here. Ntombi, you may take the mic and then after you'll be followed by Khosi and then it will be Diri after. Okay, uh, thank you, Kwena and Mangalani, Elmo. Hello, everyone. So mine is actually very short. So firstly, I would like to thank you guys for, for keeping on and pushing forward. Uh, we are here to support you, even though we might not be physically there sometimes, but we are there to to support you. We are the movement, and the movement is us. Um, but I would also like to appeal to every one of us, to every member of Put South Africans First, is that um, there will come times where the enemy is going to try and turn us against each other. We can already see it happening. We are being infiltrated. We must try and resist that. We must try and resist it and focus on the goal here, which is preserving, which is restoring our country first and preserving it for us and future generations. Um, I've been seeing a lot of things and I could see we are being infiltrated by the enemy. We need to stand together. We are going to have disagreements. We are not going to see um, with one eye. Let us sit and iron all those differences out, please. We cannot afford to be divided at any point in time. 
And then um, the other thing I wanted to agree on was the speed at which we are doing things, Gwena, you are right. We need to know that we've got the right people in board. We already saw that there were some um, agents of Satan here that went to to Retendo and them. So in the in terms of the website thing, I would personally like to advise to say we need as put South Africans first, I can actually help with the registration of the domains and, and all of that. We need to register the domains and everything using the organization, which is put South Africans first. And whoever or whatever developers we are going to get, they will just have to code for us. We will have all the login details and everything registered under our name so that should the relationship go sour somewhere along the line, we know we are safe. We will go and change the passwords ourselves and all of that. Because I've once worked for one of the biggest ISPs here. There is a business in domains. So whoever that is, if they want to sabotage us, they, they can do anything and everything, you know with transferring the domains or refusing us access, blah, 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 blah. So I would really encourage that even though we will be getting uh, services from these um, from these guys, we need to register everything and have login details and everything with us. And then whenever we cut uh, ties with them or the contracts end, we know we still have um, power and access to, to our accounts. Um, and then the issue of, of Simba, you know, this is why personally for me, um, I would say not all, but this is a, like Simba is a perfect example of saying foreigners are a problem in, in, in our country, um, whether legal or not, because Simba has lived here for so long. He was housed here. He went to school here. And yet he's up in arms fighting our government for his people. This is why it shouldn't be that foreigners are going to be occupying offices in our country. They will always put their people first. They will always put their people first. So we are doing a very good thing by putting our own first. Because you can see a lot of them coming out whenever they occupy office they will tell you i am i am i am i'm an american i'm an asian and i'm gonna fight for my people this is why personally for me whether they are here legally or not it's a problem for me when they occupy these big spaces because they will always put their people first and foreigners actually want to take over this country from us we will be the one, we will be at the at their mercy if we do not fight this. So um, I don't wanna say a lot of things, but Gwena um, and Omangalani, you can contact me. We really need to be careful on the um, providers we are going to be getting for our digital space, the websites and domains and, and, and all of that. Uh, thanks guys. Yeah, Jose, you are next. And Tumbi, I sent you my contact details. Uh, I think we'll, we'll we'll chat about it tomorrow. Uh, Jose, you can unmute yourself. All right, Kela Wacha, Auskwena, Tumelang, Lose, Bachaitsu, Mafrika Borwa, the Patriot. Uh, thank you for this opportunity. 
to speak. Firstly, I just want to commend you guys for the great work that you guys do. Um, I know it's it's not easy for a very long time, you know, um, our voice was suppressed and, you know, we couldn't speak about immigration issues in this country because we were afraid of being labeled and even afraid of losing opportunities because we would be deemed to be uh, hateful people, you know, and whereas we are not, we uh, think, I think we're some of the most welcoming people, you know, anywhere in the world and sometimes maybe it works against us, but uh, I just want to just say that uh, you guys are, are doing a great job. Um, but I actually have a question um, for for the movement. And by the way, as well, uh, I will be contributing uh, the little that I can as well as soon as uh, everything is, is running and uh, up in arms uh, so as to support the movement. Uh, because I believe that uh, a strong economy also lies in its people participating uh, very much in it and, uh, uh, you know, earning from it. Um, and that's also what creates a strong economy. And, and now to segue into that, my, my question now, get the issue of the, the tuck shops in, in the townships, uh, because as far as I'm concerned, uh, that market itself is worth about uh, 7 billion rand to 10 billion rand, I think. And I think um, once we uh, are able to sort that issue out in the townships, uh, that's an automatic uh, seven to ten billion rand in our people's hands. That will obviously uh, make, as as one of the speakers said, uh, make sure that we have uh, buying power, purchasing power, uh, and that uh, we can do you know many other things with that money. So my question is now: uh, uh, Are we going to be pushing f to have? Because I saw the other day, Shoprite is uh, putting uh, you save. Uh, those you save uh, containers uh, in the townships is 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 that what we're going to be pushing for, or are we going to be pushing for um, ownership of um, uh, of 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 that space uh, for black people, um, those who are in the townships and those who want to enterprise in that uh, uh, particular space? Because I think it's a really big space, um, and it's very important that uh, you know the economy is in the hands of. Uh, the, the people that reside there and, and that we, we push to ensure that uh, uh, the own, the majority of the ownership of the, of the economy also lies in, in the hands of our people. And I think there's also one way to go about it because I, I believe that from there, uh, black people will then um, create their own uh, supermarkets and, and other retailing chains uh, just from that. So, yeah, that'll be, that'll be my question for for the for the hosts thank you uh Jose, uh let me just say that with the with the tax shop issue i think um patriot faith did share something after the um, the space that we had with uh bitumelo uh regarding the uh, township economy to say that uh, there's this group that are saying that they want to form tax shops together so anyone can join them we are encouraging anyone in that space too but at this moment i'm particularly calling that we boycott any tax shop if it's owned by a bangladesh pakistani wherever you are do not buy from that tax shop be clear and i think you know the prices on the other side i mean even if we are saying they are cheaper and whatever 
it's like one rand or two rand and stuff like that. So we need to even, you know, teach ourselves the hardest lessons of even not going to China Mall and, you know, uh, going to where it's a South African selling those things. Obviously, the economy in South Africa now, it is rounded around these people. We have to make certain uh, difficult choices. Uh, with ShopRite doing those things, is a clear thing that even the government is endorsing that ShopRite uh uh, uh, shop there. They are doing that primarily to to keep us quiet. But the issue of uh, thing, you know, this puzzle shop and tuck shops. We spoke more about it to say that obviously they are not employing us, and because of the cash um, transaction uh, sector, our government don't even have a clear view or a clear calculation of how they uh, how much money is being made there. So we do know of how valuable that is, but that is where we are saying to even the members of Port South Africa, wherever you are, I'm going home in December, I'm going to have a community, with, I'm going to have a community meeting with my people in Ramulegua. Do the same, educate people in your place, you know, and start making forums, little forums in way, wherever you may be, influence these things and talk about them and return the economy to us. And, you know, if black people, indeed, we were supportive of each other instead of having this thing of uh, you understand, then we will never have this um, thing in shops or tax shops that are run by foreigners in the first place. So those are things that I'm encouraging each and everyone to say since it's December and we'll be in different communities, influence that inside your community and act upon it. Thank uh, you. Yeah, are you answered? <laughs> yes, and, and uh, the reason why I ask this question is because, um, you know, my mom used to own a tuck shop and up until, you know, okay, then things happened and she ended up working. But uh, what I'm just, you know, the reason why also I'm passionate, I'm passionate about that space is uh, I'm an entrepreneur myself and obviously I see how difficult it is for sometimes for black business to, to prosper because one, it's not being, uh, um, uh, uh, what it's not being, uh, patronized or it's not being you know and all of that and uh, uh you know through that tuck shop it was you know she was able to 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 feed uh, her family uh, both her and my dad were able to feed the family um with you know with that tuck shop and now that space is almost non-existent for it's non-existent for black south africans you know and i think uh, it's also uh, as, as someone who's passionate about uh, ownership of the economy, I think it's also a space to push. Um, uh, it's a space that uh, we should work hard to to, to reclaim back um, again, especially for, for for black business, as the big corporates like your shop rights and, and checkers and all that, they're already big enough anyway. So I don't even think they need to be tapping into that type of space and further taking away um, you know, from, from our people. Um, I think uh, enterprising is very important. Uh, employment alone is not enough. We also uh, need uh, to be uh, active participants of the economy through enterprising and business. Um, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I, some, it's a space that I, I come from because I used to work in my mom's tuck shop. Um, and, um, yeah, but, uh, you know, things happen. But, you know, I, I think I'm continuing my parents' legacy by uh, being a business person myself and that... Uh, you know, 
yeah, and that uh, you know ownership of the economy is something that's also dear to my heart as well because it influences a lot of things as well in terms of um, what decisions are made, what types of policies are made when it comes to you know business and all of that, and then us having that buying power and control maybe say yes, that even even that little seven billion from the tuck shop allows us to uh, you know to have voice in our country. Uh, uh, in terms of policy making and such and such and so forth, but I'm I'm happy that uh, there's a group that uh, is, is trying to form tax shops. I think that's a great thing. Um, that way as well, they can also start now uh, to push for policies uh, to be changed in in government. Uh, and and yeah, and I you know I often hear a, a lot of uh, uh, foreign brothers and sisters saying that <laughs> if they go, that they could collapse or, or whatever. But uh, I just want to say that I'm one person who. On a daily basis, is working hard to ensure that, um, with or without uh, the presence of of white people in our country, um, our economy will be stable, um, and that um, we uh, we you know things will be will be well run, and uh, uh, so that uh, we can protect uh, the security of our people in terms of uh, food security and all those other types of securities you can think of, um, and. Um, yeah, congratulations to you guys again. Um, keep pushing, keep moving forward. Um, it's not going to be easy, but great things take time. Um, yeah, uh, thank you so much. Quinn, uh, are you still on? Okay, uh, Raymond, I see you had a hand, and then after we'll ask, allow a new speaker ghost to be on the platform. Okay, thank you, Elmo. I just wanted to uh, not to miss this one on Spaza shops. Quickly, something that I just remembered. You know, it's quite sad what's happening with 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 Spaza shops because I recently was having a chat with a friend of mine who works for a development agency, and they do training in conjunction with a small development department. And she, she was relating a very sad story of how she is finding it difficult to get local South Africans who are sponsorship shop owners, you know, to be part of that training that she's doing. And she's been struggling even till today, you know, to find those owners. Because, you know, uh, South Africans have been run out of the sponsorship ownership. And, and that needs to change. And, and that really needs to change because that is part of the economy of the township that we grew up with local South Africans having, you know, a spaza shop in that corner, and now it's been run over. You know, it's, it, it's as if now as the spaza shop business in South Africa is a mafia business. And, it, you know, it, it, it depends, because what they've done now is sort of, you know, they decide who comes in and who comes out, and they've got monopoly over that business which is quite sad, that business should be benefiting local South Africans, but they're not benefiting at all. And that money is not even being spent in South Africa, is flowing out of the shores of South Africa to be spent somewhere else. So that, that, that is one big thing that we think we, we need, we, miss, we must fight hard to change that, you know, South Africans must get back to the business of owning Pazza Shop. We had them before. What went wrong after 1994? I thank you.
Uh, thank you, Raymond, for raising that, because these were issues that um, African Renaissance uh, Boitumelo on our other space raised when he saw how legislature from the private sector changed to accommodate illegal foreigners, passport carrying and asylum carrying people to now hold that, to control that uh, a food distribution uh, a function. And then it was then the Department of Small Business through DTIC. Hey, Desmond, can you please mute yourself? Desmond, can you mute your mic? It's creating an echo. Thank you. So that is how um, it was explained that after the private sector had to change its policy, which it was basing on South African operations, then that's when DTIC through the CPRO, which is now CIPC, and then the Department of Small Business and Economic Development now accepted that we can have uh, illegal foreigners, passport carrying members. And it's a security threat, you are correct. Jose uh, yourself are correct because it's a security threat. How can we have people not from the the sovereign state of, of, of South Africa control control uh, the, 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 the essential service of food supply. Because this is why now we are having investigations of noodles that are contaminated, noodles that have killed children and, and, and people, and other uh, contaminated fake brands, such as those of Coca-Cola and other uh, manufacturers that are based in South Africa, that these illegal foreigners are operating. So it goes towards the treasonous act that the ANC government has allowed through, for, through these 27 years to say, how do you allow uh, people from outside your own country to, co to, to control something that is essential because food is survival. Be it is the branded water that they are faking uh, from 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 from, from Coca-Cola, that Valipre brand, or whichever brand that they are creating a fake product of, so that they can fund whatever operations that they are doing. So it is something that is detrimental that uh, 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 needs to be changed. And we know um, Mr. Boitumelo did discuss to say, unfortunately, the people who are always at the podium in the media the talents of the media, the black business forums, they are not interested uh, in assisting the local, uh, the, the South African community uh, associations of the spider shop owners to say they need to assist them to get capital so that when these illegal foreigners are, 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 are deported, South Africans can be given capital to restart their businesses and flourish. So it's something that they themselves are doing on the, along the side. The square now was saying that it's something that all of us in our community, we have to encourage to say all those entrepreneurs, all those families, we know that they were owning these general stores, as it was called then, in the uh, rural areas and in the, the, the black townships. We have to engage them to prepare them uh, as we are uh, pushing our mandates, I put South African first that they must prepare that they will come where they will have to take over those local operations and then they will have to connect at a, 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 a provincial or national level for that they can have their forums 
uh, 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 on this issue. And then now allow, um, I'm not sure if Ghost is still appearing. Um, he was supposed to be our next speaker. Um, and then Thierry, I think he's also off now. He was also supposed to be one of our next speakers. So I'll allow now, because there are no hands, I'll allow uh, Desmond to continue. And then after it will be South African. Uh, and then there's one just speaker who's on the podium will allow later to continue. Desmond, you can take the mic. Okay. Thank you very much, everybody on the space, the host, the co-host, and other speakers and listeners. Uh, first of all, I want to say this is quite a noble, uh, yeah, like this is quite a noble space with a noble agenda. Personally, I'm a foreign, I'm from Zimbabwe. I've been here in South Africa for the past 12 years with warm visits here and there. Uh, I have a family here. And uh, I like exactly, especially when things are basing on illegal immigrants or illegal foreigners. It is very important that when we are addressing something like this, as noble as it is, everybody here is making sense. And it's something that should actually be addressed in a sensible manner so that we don't lose the sense we are apparently trying to drive in the world discussion. Uh, my matter comes in like this. The law of the country, the laws of the country have allowed foreigners, me included, I have three organizations, three companies that I'm running, and uh, to meet some of the requirements of the state, I have not a single foreign employee. And I empower my employees very much well. Now that this is coming into uh, like the spotlight, it needed to be addressed in a manner that remains fair. The fairness being those who are legally here and legally doing business should not be blanketed together with those who are illegally here and illegally doing businesses. A world of a passport, yes, can register business. I've noticed that. But it cannot be allowed to have an account. So how was that person able to get into contracts and the likes becomes something to, to, to also put a mind on. But then when such a thing is coming into the spotlight like it is, I like very much the courage of Sister Quena. She is really standing up against even authorities. And I'm sure she's getting audience. We are here listening and talking, probably because this is a brainchild. And we are all supporting what she's saying. But here is my problem, which might maybe for lack of a good word, my problem. Can't they be like legal way of going about this gradually phasing out obviously illegals we can't say they must be a gradual way but those who are legally here and doing business can they get like uh, let's say home affairs in the department of trade and industry 
shouldn't they come up with a program that says, starting now going onwards, like I have had recently, for you to do A, B, C, D, you should have qualified through these other uh, specifications for you to get there. Because bl- blanketly saying every foreigner, every business by a foreigner, every other endeavor by a foreigner is all illegal. It, I don't think it is a good thing. It will end up pending this noble idea of in- local empowerment. I'm sure all other countries. Talking, for example, I'm from Zimbabwe. Only any business that wants to come in has to have a 51% ownership by a local. Yes, it had become a very contentious law that majority of the investors wouldn't want to come in with their 10 billion to lose 4.9 billion, 5.1 billion to a foreign to a local who doesn't have a dream of that business. Neither the capital to invest in there, it ended up destroying the economy that was on tender hooks already. So, just a piece of advice. I know everybody is learned and understands probably what I'm coming from, where I'm coming from. You guys are all discussing this, and very correctly, you are doing the right discussion. But let's not paint everybody in the same brush, with the same brush. There are other businesses who are run by the same foreigners. Maybe they are in manufacturing of something that was not even being manufactured around before. Now it's being manufactured because of them. Can we also, can the state or the parliament or the international relations promulgate a law that says, for you to start that, even if it's a new idea, get someone local, empower them, so you do it together. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Desmond, for those thoughts. As we said, that uh, the Put South Africans First movement is all about the criminality aspect where native South Africans are being displaced with interest of other nationals. Uh, as we said, that this sector was primarily belongs to us uh, South Africans. So other points that p- other people have raised, and we ourselves have also raised, is that we are also aware that there are European illegal foreigners who, for instance, may come through the very same Department of Trade and Industry. Uh, they invest a certain amount of money, but because they don't want to empower us South Africans, as we said, that part of economic development is that when foreign investors come into this country, they're going to plow back for, for example, 40% of their profit margins to South Africans. So how can that happen if they're going to hire illegal foreigners from the continent? How is that 40% uh, community development going to plow back? Because part of that economic development includes the bursaries, the maintenance of uh, local government facilities, your crashes, they are called early development centers, your uh, mid, uh, primary and high schools. We, You know, during apartheid, and I'm sure this is something you guys had in Zimbabwe because it's something that some of the artisans mentioned. We used to have apprenticeship programs. Toyota South yeah. Africa, BMW, uh, Mercedes-Benz, 
and all these other franchises that are owning these uh, manufacturing industries, they used to come to communities in the black townships and sponsor us uh, children, South African children. We would have maybe go-kart racing, the thing that Lewis Hamilton is having. Uh, they would fund, sponsor some of the arts and crafts that we are having so that they can identify uh, those children and prepare them for the industrial world that they would be heading. This would also happen through technical high schools. They would sponsor technical high school. Instead of the, waiting for a child to finish their grade 12, they would start from uh, grade nine to do their technical end courses and then move towards technical colleges so that they can attain their technical qualifications or be mechanical engineers or motor engineers or aviation engineers. And this is something that we've said that because of the illegal immigration, those community development in, 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 in initiatives have broken down. Hence why we are sitting with this issue of a 34.9% unemployment rate of South Africans because the very same illegal foreigners from Europe or within the continent who came and promised the South African government that no, they'll plow back to their communities. They are the ones now who took illegal foreigners from our neighboring countries and we are not returning, uh, uh, getting those skills back. Those people are going to their homes and some are even going abroad in Australia, uh, 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 New, New Zealand, uh, UK, as well as Canada. So how is that bringing, uh, going to benefit us? Um, uh, uh, I'm going to ask yes, yes, Quena. Yeah, I'm using my other account because that one is having problems, as you do know my struggles. Uh, I think I shared uh, the two tweets of the puzzles. So I think uh, I'm giving everyone a choice or, or preference, whatever they want. So just go through them and on, on my other account, not on this one, it's they on my other account. Go through them, you will see them. And I was very fortunate by someone, I don't think they want me to mention them, uh, to say there is Zinande um, business that funds puzzle shops and whatever. So please do take that initiation and yeah, interact with them and see what can you do with them. Kosi, I know you are one person that was talking about them. So Almo, yeah, let me leave you to continue to chat. All right, Gwen. I'll now accept uh, South African to be our next speaker. And then after that, it should be uh, Mr. L.L. Kouza, uh, who will be followed by You Know Who for now. Those are the three next speakers. Yes, I'm going Hello, hello. Nonke, nonke. Um... Matheza, Desmond, uh, I would like to address uh, this first and first. Um, I, I, I really appreciate how, 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 how you come with solutions, how you appreciate as well, Lento Enzwala. Because in most cases, people that we have tried to engage with, they come with this attitude of, of like, uh, South Africans are lazy, South Africans are stupid, like we are non-thinkers. They come with that mentality, <clears throat> of which 
I find it very disrespectful. Some they even proudly say, you are lazy, you are stupid, you don't know anything, South Africans. And that builds the anger among a among lot of us here. To say, you know what, with so much disrespect that comes with illegal immigrants that we have allowed as well, because now in our backyards. But up to an extent, we're getting tired of trying to 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 show Ubuntu to people but out of all this, going back to Guinea, Mangalan, Yakoli Samina is Lumba Fetu, Nguazo Uspala, Uskuluma Sankar, Scatina's name, Nguazo Uspala. So Mzoibegan it Mangalan, Siabo Msevenzuen, Nawakwen, Wesisulaga Quen, Amanuagus Chikanat, Sinanzanga Lut, Sinani Bafetu Lumzabalas. Sinani Glumzabalazo, I seen down until I will place in Bassizo. Nihepi go to corner now, Lapunfit, Niasizo. Sicatel Gnena, Unin Sinnena, Sicatel. Eh? I can tell you a story. Some of us started in the beauty industry, Yama Saloon, of which has been taken over completely as well. We started during the era Yabu Hem and Mashaba Black Like Me, who were sponsoring us with products, Zain yeah. We prided ourselves with that industry back in the days. We had our Alex Mlungwan, Alex Saloon, black businesses that were running, black saloons that were running locally. We pride ourselves with that industry. But Tabanyebe to Abawisanga Wukin, Bawisoguti. While we were left with no customers. because it's lazy That's how. We're still capable. And the best cash That's how we were doing things. So man into this But at the is not only the spaza. Most of my businesses they've taken over. That's why Mbala Namasalum, some of us that we've we've been there. Lacking and chances electoral. I'm sure as of Vigana Corner, actually in Lapovas keep by dominating Naleo Air. But Sinan is Sinan Mangalan, Sinani Gwen, Sial was Sial was Sial was Sial. And as Gagan Zilutu, as Gagan Zilutu, Sisasi Machinaban, Sisimil, Sisazol, Manalo, Sazol, Sisazol. Logo Tibatis Quedelagma Twitters, Palagma Twitter Pella, Sazama Twitter Pella, E Cortana Wuchuchu, E Cortana Wuchuchu. That is Tina's Quedelagma Twitter, 
si palang pena siyalwa 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 china siya ma 2000 asi china sama 70 sabanyi sabo mkulu asi sabo kulu si zolwe la lezo niyabonga kutu akkaja wa fritu Asiabonga baba South Africa. Sabonga baba Dube. No, I'm so at least so hard. I know that sometimes, yeah, I, I, now I get very fiery. I don't know. But yeah, as a leader, I, I guess, Nanin, you will learn me over time. I will learn to also be sometimes patient. And yeah, Nizangolela. Napal, I did my wrongs. Uh, I'm learning, and yeah, just be there to to call me to order. I actually appreciate people like you that can do this openly, because sometimes it's very hard to to get somebody that can you know tell you no 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 Gwena, don't and yeah I appreciate that Baba. Uh, I think that's what I wanted to say. Oh, Gwena, if we can just allow Ghost, uh, he was supposed to be our next speaker, but he's having a connectivity issue. So if we can allow Ghost, then it will be LL Kulza, you know, uh, Farood, and then Alunamda, because Victoria has also gone off. All right. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I don't really have connection issues. I just received a call, so I had to call that. I had to attend that call. It was an important call. Um, but anyway, guys, thank you for for the opportunity to share uh, with you uh, some of uh, my frustration uh, with regards to <clears throat> illegal immigrants in in our country. Um, I just want to share with you something which is very, 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 very important, guys, because uh, what you guys really need to know is that we, it's not only the Spaza industries that are being occupied by uh, illegal immigrants. Even the big cop corporates, the biggest corporates out there, guys, I mean... It's, it's, if you go in the construction industry, it's worse. You know... I, I might I, I won't get into details because I know um, we are on space. Some people might be recording, and um, I don't want to get uh, myself into problems. You know, um, because <clears throat> I'm also in in that industry, and what I see every day is there. It's quite shocking, guys, because. Uh, it's not only politicians, it's not only ANC that are uh, misleading people, but even the biggest corporates, uh, the construction industry, uh, I think there is some kind of an agenda of trying to demoralize more, especially young black men, young black South African men, because... When you go to these companies, they have too many foreigners that are working professional 
that are occupying professional positions. They don't have qualifications. And when you ask, they tell you they have experience. But now if you find out how did they get that experience, they got it here in South Africa. It's not like they're coming wherever they're coming from with that experience. They get it here. Now, the very same experience, can't they give it back to our young black people, you know? But, guys, I just want to tell you that it's not only the ANC that are, that are um, <clears throat> um, how can I put it? It's not only the ANC that are promoting these illegal immigrants, but even, I'm just going to say straight and clear, I know some people might take it, it might be offensive to other people, but the truth is, even the white people, um, they are busy pushing this agenda because they are hiring these uh, foreigners because they know it's easier for them to pay them less salary, you know, to give them um, these big positions. You get someone in the construction industry working as a foreman. This person doesn't even have a metric, you know. My understanding, a foreman at least should have a technical studies, you know. You, it should be someone with a, a trade test, you know. But you get these people, they don't even have metrics. When you ask, how did you get this position, they tell you only about experience. How did you get that experience? Were you doing this in your country? They were not doing that. They got it here, you see. So, um, but as black people, we are busy buying houses. We don't do a thorough research on who's building these houses, who's gaining in building these houses, how many black South Africans are benefiting from the house that you are buying. You understand? It's like you, you go and find yourself, you go to university, Firstly, when you go to university, if you're using NFSAS, already you have, a, a, you have you you're already in debt. Now you go to buy a house. You know, you work hard. You buy a house. You work hard. You take all your hard-earned money. You're giving it back to white people. You're giving it back to foreigner and large amount of that money will go to white people and small amount of that money will go to foreigners you know because many construction companies i can tell you they are hiring these people as subcontractors some they are giving them positions like i said i wouldn't get into details i have i have a, a lot of things that i've seen in 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 my because i'm in this industry and um, that's why I'll say I wouldn't, I won't get into details because, uh, I know some people, they might be recording this and I don't want to be trending, you know, but I know, uh, some people that are in the legal field, I will share this information with them privately, you know, so they can continue with the investigations, um, and see how they can sort this out because what is happening guys, it's, it's really, it's like, you know, there's someone who's against black South Africans. And I can tell you, uh, in 50 years to come, I can surely tell you that we, we will have nothing. We will have nothing. If you have bought a house, 
that will be the only thing that you're owning, you know. Once you walk out of the street, the very same house, the very same street where your house is allocated in, you would be scared because now you won't feel safe. You understand? So I can tell you guys that it's not only the spaza shops. Those are those are small fishes in the pond. If you go to bigger industries, the big corporates, constructions, there's, hey, guys, what's, what is happening there? It's heartbreaking. And, you know, sometimes uh, we get frustrated, but unfortunately, um, even because uh, I see sometimes uh, people from, um, uh, what's this department? This um employment department i forget what it is but these people they do come they don't do i mean the government people i mean there's nothing that they're doing guys uh south africa is just under the hands of hyenas guys i don't know i mean um but i think groups like this put south africa first groups groups like this if we can start um being uh work, being really organized and start sharing this information not only on Twitter but getting together and giving information to the real patriots in South Africa because there are many people like in my community they don't have Twitter they don't get this information but they have that edge to fight for this country but unfortunately because Many of these people are unemployed. They can't afford to buy data. They don't even have smartphones, you know. But it's up to us, those that have information, to share with the people that don't have information about groups like this and so that we can engage on, on you know, with large numbers so that at least even the government people, they can see how serious we are, you know. But also, I just want to tell you that, hey, guys, construction industry, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's one of the most corrupt industries in South Africa. And it's, it's making Ghost. a lot of... Hi, Ghost. That's what thing in here, again, because of you don't keep to time. So please wrap up. All right. Yeah, I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't know there was a time. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I'll just wrap up. There yeah. is time. Just, I, I mean, if it's space, there's time. We can't be here until 12. But I'm shouting. <laughs> so please. No, please do wrap up. I'm not saying uh, stop talking. I'm allowing you to wrap up. All right. Okay. Oh no. I I guess uh I guess uh the the uh the info that I wanted to convey it, it was just that to say guys, we shouldn't just be looking at puzzles. We should look at this at the broader base, uh because even the construction industries, guys, yo, what is happening there? It's 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 quite shocking and. This this is the industry that is making <clears throat> a lot of billions. I mean, if you can look in Johannesburg now, there are some areas where they have selected them to build mega cities. But let's be honest, it's only 
white people that are going to make millions out of those projects. It's only white people and it's only Africana people and some foreigners, you know. Um, I will wrap it up there. Thank you. No, thank you, Ghost. I don't know. I mean, I'm just coming in to help um, to work my Elmo because I know that Elmo will probably not stop you. So let me just stop you. So I don't know who was supposed to speak after actually. Elmo, please clarify. It was supposed to be Ellen Kulza, but it's off. So we'll move to you know who and then Farood. Then after it will be Alunamda. Uh, you know who the mic is yours. Thank you, Elmo. Hi, guys. Uh, Patriots, uh, Mangalani. Kwena and uh, Clayson. Hello, sir. I'm glad uh, these days you always join our spaces, and uh, it's a pleasure to have you. Um, I believe that uh, gives you, um, you know, um, more information as to what is really happening in this country, because I believe. Uh, in in in, uh, in that uh, department, uh, the immigration or the the, the, uh, the politics or whatever, you guys are not listening. But asikolap, guys, I do have a problem uh, to every uh, put South Africa first member or any patriot that is. On Twitter, we had a speaker by, by, by the name of Desmond. Desmond was here to defend foreigners, not to help us push, put South Africa first. You understand? So what's happening here is that we are now becoming put South Africa first with Zimbabweans. We're not put South African, put South Africa first with Zimbabweans. We are patriots. South Africa first. That's what we are. I am anti-foreigner. I am xenophobic. That's what everyone needs to know about you know who. I am xenophobic, 100%. So this movement is not about um, giving immigrants a platform to come and, and explain their stance about our country. Our country is not up for negotiations. We do not negotiate, we do not negotiate with foreigners. We've had our feel of ama foreigners. We are enough. That's it. We are enough with the foreigners. Guys, I'm, I'm, I'm not... I'm actually... Uh, I would like to say I'm pissed off. Nalinda Buguti, we, we, we tend to uh, give foreigners the platform. Kwena, you were, you, were, you were accused of 
twerking for the foreigners, particularly Zimbabweans. And that's because we are giving them the platform. They come, we, we cannot have put South Africa first and at the same time we have Amakagamba, the same line. We cannot have that. We cannot have that. What's going to happen is that we will be like Lomfana Lona We don't want that. We have to be pro-South Africans, not, not put South Africa first plus or with Zimbabweans. No, we're not like that. So I'm sorry, guys, that I'm, 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 I'm shouting or, or whatever. I'm sorry about that, but I I didn't plan to, to, to be a speaker today. I was just here to listen uh, to what was happening until Desmond decided to, 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 to take the mic. We're not. So I, I would like Mangalani, uh, please, sir, I would ask of you to not uh, give the mic to the foreigners. This is put South Africa, South Africa first. You go to Bay Bridge, there are foreigners. And every part of South Africa is infested with these foreigners, including the put South Africa first movement. movement. No, this one should be about us, not the foreigners. This is where we are. We feel comfortable about talking uh, about what's happening in this country. Now, how are we going to discuss what is happening in our country when there is a foreigner who's going to come and say, no, I've been here in South Africa for, in South Africa for 12 years. 12 years? 12 years? 12 years is not a long time ago. And you, I, I'll tell you, where I stay, there is a, a, a Zimbabwean who's owning an RDP house. Now, tell me, how did that Zimbabwean op, uh, manage to get an RDP house when there is a South African who is renting, who is actually paying rent, who has, like, uh, who, who, like, I'm sorry, guys, because I'm just pissed off, like, seriously. We, we pay rent to Amakigamba when they are owning Ama, Ama RDP. Like, honestly, there's a lot of them, like a lot. I see these houses and it pisses me off because I know that there are people who actually need these houses, who went to, uh, to, to Department of Housing or whatever, Uguti Bioregistara for these houses, like since to uh, 1996, and still, they don't have houses, but Ikegamba, Elibela for 12 years, owns the RTP house. How's that even possible? How's that even possible? So please, Patriots, uh, I'm sorry, um, uh, I'm out of line, I know, um, I would like to apologize for that, but I would like you to also know that I am anti-foreign nationals, all of them. I've been abroad. I know how, especially the Africans, they don't treat us the way we work for them. I've been with Kenyans. They hate us. I've been with Ghanaians. They hate us. The Nigerians, they hate us. So 
why are we so like welcoming, inviting all these people when they hate us? It's time now we go back to the streets. Even Herman Mashaba is against us. He's telling us that uh, we must, we must, let me read this. He's telling us that we must focus in legalizing the, like illegalizing what? Why should we legalize illegal foreigners? They are in here illegal. How could we even start legalizing? Like it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't matter how, you shouldn't even play with words. This is a very sensitive uh, issue for me. So if you're going to be like, we should try and focus on legalizing them, and then uh, you're telling us about constitution will guide us. What the hell? Constitution will guide It failed us. It's up to us now to start. In fact, the next uh, 2022 should be our year where we go to Pretoria, we go to all these departments and say and push them and push them that we, they must make sure, Clay, uh, Clayson, was it Clayson, and that you guys must make sure that these aliens are deported by the end of 2022. We want our country back. We cannot be raped twice white raiders. Now, this, uh, this African diaspora something, they have their own organization in our country. They, 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 <laughs> okay, thank you. You. <laughs> you know who? Thank you. You know who? I know, man. But I'm tweaking for foreigners. <laughs> Oh my gosh, why are you saying I'm taking for, for Zimbabweans? I've never done that. But with me, I, I think on the other side, we we agree to disagree. Uh, I don't know who accepted Desmond. As you are seeing, I'm using my other account because with my original account, I'm having connectivity issues. I don't know. I found him speaking. I'm like you. I found him speaking. But uh, with with what we said that we will be talking about, it was just for us to wrap up 2021 and reflect on it and even prepare ourselves for court. So unfortunately, I get to what was it, Mangalani or Elmo, when I was out with my other account, because I can see it is still co-hosting, but uh, is having connectivity issues. So, but uh, with the disagree and agree, um, what is they, I think, given us as, as patriots, we need to learn. Yes, we are very strong. We feel very strong about put South Africa first. Uh, such things will always happen where uh, we get somebody and we are thinking what they are part of South Africa. And, you know, once they start to speak, we start to pick up with the accent and whatever. But it doesn't mean that we, we must show resistance in engaging. I think that is the most important thing with how we have came to be in 2021. We went into engagements when it was not fashionable too. And we have even 
somehow changed certain perceptions about the put South Africa first, seeing how even certain individuals are coming forward to speak about immigration issues in South Africa without even saying put South Africa first. So let's not particularly be resistant to, to engagement. Yes, this is supposed to be our safe uh, space where you know we reflect amongst ourselves. Uh, my apologies, even if it's not myself who accepted that. Uh, my apologies, I do apologize for that. But I, I don't want us to carry this uh, mentality of, of not willing to engage. That is why even the other week we were saying, please, when you do engage people, try to uh, even like stay out of uh, insults. You know, don't insult them. Uh, engage with them robustly. Yes, that one we need to do. But if we are going to shy away, we will end up losing the gains that we have got this year. Even if they don't call us in radio, whatever, uh, SAFM or 702, they speak about these things every day. It is after the steps that we have taken to engage and we must not fear to engage. So I want that to stick around us. And unfortunately, when you go to engagements, they get very emotional. I do get emotional. I think all of you now, by now, you you know my my strength and my weaknesses that I do sometimes get very emotional about this and stuff like that. But it doesn't mean that tomorrow I won't go into debates, even if somebody was staring at me or they were saying whatever. No, uh, I think, you know, let's just continue to engage and just understand and we are growing as individuals to to understand that you do get uh, your temperatures very high in engagement and you need to calm yourself down and come back to the reality of whatever that you are engaging. So uh, my apologies for that, but let's not lose focus and continue to reflect on 2021 and talk about what we want to do in 2022 and as I said, there's long-term, there's short-term goals. And those are things that we need to clarify on and not just speak because I see that we are speaking, but we are not having clarity. I mean, I spoke about the court case of us going to court. There is a long-term thing. Uh, the short-term one, we are going to start as early January. Uh, the rest of the message, we will communicate accordingly as we have. Um, but the general program is something that we are saying that we are keeping off Twitter. So please, uh, Patriots, uh, let's do that and just understand that there will be, you know, but it doesn't mean that, you know, uh, we must now, you know, run away. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Kwena. Yeah. Um... Yeah, the point is taken uh, regarding Desmond. We're not sure all either uh, how we got accepted. But we must bear in mind that some of them, they might actually be South African, like the doctors we have with the Department of Health. We have them, they are Zimbabweans. They've been given permanent residency and they now naturalized South African. So we must not be short-sighted. Um, uh, who's the next speaker? I think it's Farood, and then we'll have Alunamda. Then after Alunamda, it will be Dallas and then Mario. Hello, everybody. Hello, Patriots. Am I audible? Give me 100%, please. Okay. Thank you. Um, firstly, I'd like to start off with a question. 
I don't know who I can direct this question to, but I am curious about these uh, Section 9 institutions and NGOs that uh, are quick to defend ZEP and whatever that is um, against illegal immigration, you know? For example, um, the South African Human Rights Commission um, is honestly a pain. Um, we know who the CEO is, and we can see that the institution is severely compromised because of uh, what happened in Sesheho. There was no outcry, the noodle story, there was no outcry. Uh, health systems are overwhelmed by food poisoning and other nuances, you know. So um, that is my question, and I hope the relevant person will be able to answer me or DM me. Where can I start? Because I feel like that is an anti-revolutionary movement in South Africa. And as much as we're going to go to court, we need to now start seeing how we clamp down on such things. Who are these NGOs that are going to take ZEP to court again? Uh, And... Obviously, um, the ZEP case has been struck off the roll, but obviously lawyers are creative people. They'll find a way to um, probably bring it in a different light, you know, to the courts. So how do we prevent that from happening, you know? So um, with that being said, I'd also like to urge patriots to stop calling people aliens and queraqueras and stuff like that because we are a diplomatic movement and and to um, uphold a certain standard so that people can take us seriously, you know? So I even mentioned that on the TL today while people were angered, people were in pain, people were sharing their stories and their encounters um, with the illegal immigrants particularly and uh, the criminal elements here, you know? So, um, also, I learned that not everybody who is here is um, here to do positive things. And I also stand against the pan-Africanism sidesteps our legislations and our laws. That's why I posed a question on the time that says, if you are my brother or my sister, why are you sidestepping the laws of my country? Why are you violating the sovereignty of my country? Love is kindness. Kindness is not founded on disrespect. How is it that um, there's a brotherhood or a sisterhood founded in violating South Africa and South Africans overall? Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Farouk, for that point. Um, Well, we are aware of the case that we are talking about. Um, I think there were two NGOs. It um, was one for the Zimbabweans, and then this one, I think, was for uh, the Congolese, the last match where they were demanding that a home affairs issues them the death certificates. And when we started to open the space, our host, Mangalani, played an interview by our Minister of Home Affairs, Dr. Aaron Mzwaledi, where he was uh, discussing that issue. Uh, of the ZEPs and how the law works uh, regarding those issues. So such acts are last kicks of a dying horse because they can see that now the tap that was open for all these years is now being closed. So definitely the 
legislation is aware, as we said, that this issue was discussed in Parliament. So it's in line with the Constitutional Court, as well as our presidency, the three arms that are governing our country. So we are sure that that issue will actually be ironed. So I'll now allow Alunamda to take the mic. Uh, thank you, Elmo. Good mm, evening, sorry. Good evening, Patriots. Uh, I hope I'm audible. Uh, good evening to Quena and... Uh, looks like I was muted there. Uh, am I still audible, guys? Yeah, you pardon are. Me. You are. Pardon me, I, I mistakenly pressed the mute button. Okay, cool, no problem. Uh, yes, uh, I was actually not uh, in, even intending to speak tonight, but then it hit me again uh, that uh, I think Quena mentioned it, that this is, this is our last space. So I thought maybe it wasn't a wise thing not to maybe come up here to, 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 to speak or say something on our last space for the year. Simply just to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I cannot say thank you enough to, to, to everybody involved, to all the Patriots, uh, but also specifically to Kwena, uh, Mangalani, and Elmo, and all the other Dallas, and everybody everybody uh, in, 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 in the leadership team, and uh, in all the Patriots involved uh, that have contributed to the success. Uh, I call it a success uh, when I view this year from 1 Jan 2021, uh, and, we are, and where we are sitting now on the 16th of December, I would say that it was definitely a success of a year. My might not be might not be where we wanted to be, but it definitely we were not in the same place we were. So I just came up here to say thank you guys. Your hard work does not go unnoticed. I know we there are issues with regards to uh, some people not coming to the party, but I would like to believe that most patriots would obviously extend or give out or give up anything uh, in terms of skills, money or anything that they would have in order, in order to see the movement moving forward. And I myself also uh, believe that I am one of those persons and wherever I possibly can. And I, yeah, I, I commit to, 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 to do that in, in any way possible. Uh, so just to say thank you. Uh, so like I said, I cannot thank you guys enough. You're I mean, if you sit and just watch back, you guys have really done a lot of work, a hell of a lot of work to 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 put the movement where it is uh, currently. I mean, we went from keyboard warriors <laughs> to be a force to be reckoned with, where we have the likes of Quena being interviewed on national TV, uh, representing put South Africans first. So that is a very 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 big deal for me. Uh, and then I think the other thing, the, the two ladies, uh, Kwena and, uh, and Farood, have already touched on it because I also was actually a little bit uh, bothered. And I know that we, I, we have disagreements and agreements in some things, uh, like Kwena has mentioned, but we should really shy away uh, from the dismissive attitude because, I mean, by now I'm sure each and every patriot understands and is well aware that our movement... What we stand behind has a lot, a hell of a lot of substance. It wouldn't have been to this extent if it didn't have any substance. So it is grounded in, in logic. It is grounded in law. It is grounded in substance. And therefore, there is no reason in the world 
that we could we should not engage with anybody who wants to challenge our views and there is no reason in the in the world that we would not defeat that person in any argument and the i believe spaces like the one that uh the controversial one that Gwena held uh with uh, with uh, with a uh hopewell uh it there are negative aspects to it and i i hear some people saying Gwena is talking for zimbabweans but if we are really honest and, and, and look back, that space elevated the pool South Africans uh, uh, conversation in the, whole, in the whole of South Africa, whether we like it or not. But that space contributed to the elevation of the, con of the conversation because after that, you could, there was spaces upon spaces upon spaces where this issue was discussed. Gwena was there, she held her own, she represented the views of the movement well. And because of that, to say, but they wait a minute, I didn't know about this. These guys actually are making sense. And that was a result of an engagement with a foreign nationals on the substance and the logic of, 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 of the movement. So we should really never shy away from that. We should actually want to engage more. I understand then the issue of when it comes to us discussing our internal issues, where we are painting a way forward uh, to 2022 and everything, we might not really be in a mood or might not be prudent for us to be still arguing and debating we can shut it off uh, decently say but this is not the space for that we are here now discussing uh put south african first issues this is the agenda so we don't really want to enter there where you are now but not in a dismissive way and not in a way of calling people amakrigamba and all of these things i think that is possibly will will, will, will cause a lot of harm to the movement because it will take away from the sus substance that we have and it will put us in a bad light to say, but these people must don't, they just, they just, they just hateful uh, by if we use those sort of words. But I understand the emotive issues and I understand the patriot they, I'm sure it came from a good place. It's, it's not, not that he, he's a hateful person, but it's just that emotions are, are, are that sort of thing. Because I listened to Desmond, right? And if you actually listen to Desmond speaking, not that I'm defending him, but if you actually listen to what he was saying, Desmond was actually saying practically to a large portion what we, what we are actually fighting for. Desmond says that the issue of illegal immigrants is a non-starter. Illegal immigrants should go, they should be deported, that's the law. And then he says that he owns two businesses and he employs 100% South Africans. And I mean, do we argue with that? He's a foreigner. Did he start his business uh, using the law? Yes. Is he employing 100% South Africans? Yes. So, like I'm saying, I don't. Uh, I'm not sure what what he said that was uh, so controversial. But for me, I, I think he was sort of leaning along the lines of what we want, and he was not shying away a lot from uh, what the movement stands for. And he like touched on a lot of points. But I also want, if he is in the space, I also want him to take note that. The issue of immigration is not as easy as just deciding illegal immigrants and legal immigrants. The legal immigrants themselves that are in South Africa legally are still bound by laws, right, that they need to adhere to. So just because you are legal doesn't mean that you are you have free, 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 free will to do whatever you want. You are still bound by the laws. And this issue is very, it's like, it's, it's so broad that it's, uh, it's probably going to take us some, quite some time to cover every angle. Just to make a, a simple example, the, 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 the Employment Services Act that we like to quote, which states that uh, uh, categorically that 
employers must satisfy themselves that there are no other persons in the Republic that can do the job before they go out to look for a foreign national. It then says also, if that's the case, and if you find that uh, foreign national who is doing that scarce skill, Section D says that you must have a preparation of a skills transfer plan by the employer in respect of that position. So even if that person is in a scarce skill, even if no South Africa is no South African is available to do the job, the employer must employ a transfer skills plan to make sure that those skills that person has is transferred to a South African. Because the fact that we have a scarce skill is a problem in itself. It means that it's lacking in the country and that we should fill that gap. So it's bigger than that. So we move on then from there. We say to these companies, but okay, we understand you've hired this person in this position, in a scarce skills position, but where is your transfer uh, plan for the skills? Do you have a transfer skills plan? Why not? So those, like, I'm trying to paint the picture that it's very, very broad. It's not simple and cut and dry to say illegal versus illegal, and, and there you go. So I'm glad, uh, I'm happy for the movement to be embarking on the court uh, uh, mission next year, because I think by the looks of things, that is where the fight will be. Uh, 2022, I think it will be uh, a, a court, the battle will be in the courtroom. Uh, people have filed applications and everything, and I see Quena has already shared the the, 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 the the account details where we can contribute. So I implore everybody who can to do that to make sure that we are fit and ready to be able to tackle the issue because next year the fight will be in court. And just to close off uh, with, uh, I think, Mr. Dube, who said that Sialwa. Uh, so <laughs> definitely, uh, the, I think that's the mindset, Sialwa. Uh, and the, the, the good thing about it is that Sialwa, but not even a single drop of blood has been shed showing that that asilui with violence but sialwa in within the legal constraints but ugulwa sialwa and i think for me in my mind that is the theme even if we can run we run with that theme for 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 2022 hashtag put south africans first sialwa thank you thank you guys oh thank you alum and you still owe me i think you saw my missed call so please let me not discuss uh, my issues with you on twitter i trust that you will get back to me as you do know of uh, my plans with you hi guys yes uh, good evening, everyone. Uh, what a year we've had, and the pushes that we've pushed from keyboard warriors to marches to ministers endorsing us, and even Bukulam. That one is a, I'm still surprised. I think I'm gonna lose my hair over that one. I'm, I'm not even sure. I think I'm dreaming. No, so, that's my friend. Please don't attack my friend. Okay, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> So we, we've, we've, we've worked, guys. We've worked. And then from keyboard to rest, we proved ourselves by donating. We even got the chenchi. How, how do you donate and even get chenchi? That, that then shows how, how determined we were to get this thing off the ground. So, Galebuka, thank you, everyone, for that. Uh, uh, guys, anger, I'm afraid. Anger. I'm just going to say this thing first, man. That's why it's humpy. Yesterday, someone posted, I think it was on this group or on the other group, that uh, there will be, there's a match on Newsroom Africa. 
they're talking about a match, it will be shown on Kora 2. I think it was Kora 10 or Kora 2, whatever time it was. So I was in front of the TV watching that thing. Somehow I missed that thing, that that uh, segment. Uh, maybe it was just a snippet of news. It was not a, an interview, like a 15 minutes thing. So when I posted that, hey guys, I'm watching a wrong channel. I'm, I'm not even seeing that. Then the person who posted it, I, I don't even want to mention her name. She comes back and swear at me like, hey, you are too old, man. You can't be stupid. Don't, don't, eh. How do you say I'm lying? Meanwhile, I was just saying, I missed it. A simple, innocent comment that I didn't see. The but I don't know if maybe it was the weekend or maybe it was her own issues. But guys, let's tone down, especially amongst ourselves. Let's not fight. We can disagree or have a misunderstanding. But the minute you start fighting, uh, we're gonna, I'm going to block you. Meanwhile, we are fighting on the same. Next time I go up and I go match, what am I going to say to you because I've blocked you? And then, I, it's a key, man. I mean, uh, how can you call an old man like myself? Or you're too old. Discover stupid. Yo, wait. No, that one, I guys, let's let's try to be understanding. If not against with everyone, let's be understanding to, towards our own guys. We are want to put South Africa first. We are on the same side. Let's not fight. Uh, that that is the one. I just wanted to get that one out of the way. Uh, guys, now I'm a I'm a lifetime member of NUMSA. I used to be a shop steward at NUMSA, and then when I was retrenched, I we we have an option of I'm I'm so long as I haven't gotten any work, I'm a NUMSA member, and then I pay some money. Then even if I pass away, NUMSA will bury me. I I love NUMSA by, with all my heart, or let's say rather, Kibiaga Pastens. I loved. So, I, I, well, that statement somehow, was it this yesterday or this today? I don't know if it's a stand, or yeah, or maybe she's she's lobbying or what. But no, if that's the stance, then ah, well, I'm gonna get off the ship. So it's not working. Numsa has won two landmark cases, Kokon Court. That was the only union when Kosatu was dragging its feet. Kosatu was busy with infighting inside the NC and all those things. Numsa went to the Concord. It won two landmark, case, landmark cases. The labor brokers won, that they must be done away with. And the next one was the, the three months contract. After three months, so after you're working for three months, you're supposed to be registered permanent. I think I've got, yeah, that's the one. Those, those cases gave me the confidence called Numsa. Numsa is right. Uh, they like I'm on their side, but now here's the crowd, the, the catch. If uh, this they're gonna say now foreigners we can't fight against foreigners, we can't put South Africans first, while the same foreigners they don't wanna join NUMSA, they don't they don't wanna join any union, giving chats of us. That's what they are. Why would you protect someone who's against you? And then these two cases that I'm talking about, this uh, landmark case that NUMSA won. Who's sabotaging them? The same foreigners. They're working for a minimum wage, not, not even a minimum wage. When when we go on strike, they're the ones who come to do the work in Kunduan. When we say we're going to punish this so and so, we're not going to work, they will accept that work. When you don't want to accept such and such as that, they'll do it. They work as contractors for 10 years as contractors. They don't mind it. Those people are sabotaging, they're reversing all the wins that Numsa has won. 
but now for them to go and support them, that was not well thought through. And then I think they 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 shot themselves in the foot. Later we had the three months the three months contrary labor brokers. Those foreigners don't mind all those laws that unions and labor movements are fighting for. Foreigners are sabotaging them. My argument with the foreigners, I always tell them when they say we don't want to work, I say, you are the Ascaris. When we're fighting this, you are you are going behind and supporting the same people we are fighting to fix the to make South African labor laws better. You are fighting them. We are you are you are sabotaging us. So for them to come and say we can't fight those people, these are the most uh, sabotaged, the most uh, oppressed people are. No, um, I get I'm an official statement this one, but from there I'm done. I'm the Phillips Gamat. The Phillips Gamat. Anyway, that, that's all I wanted to say, guys. And uh, bye bye and the holiday drive safe. Enjoy the holiday, see. And don't drink castle. Castle is drank by Madala Fela myself. You guys must drink castle light and all those nice stuff. That's yes. This is what I hold it all better. Thank you guys. Tell us, remember the Figilim Balule, a minister of Twitter, was first to accelerate the zero alcohol limit on uh, drivers in South Africa. So let's not tempt our, our, our patriots about that because he should have accelerated the very Immigration Act of 2002 to ensure that those illegal foreign drivers that were closing the entry are going to leave now in December and not come back in 2022. So, yeah, thank you, uh, leader. Um, remember that you know who talked about the likes of Ntlantlalaxis. We have plenty of them in the unions. We have plenty of them. These unions, as we said, that pre-1994, when they were established in 1986-1987 as part of the Kosato movement, they were the vanguards who were preventing all of this illegal criminality issue regarding the foreign nationals that was happening. So it's no surprise to us at all, because some of these firms, you might find that they are very the very same firms that they have membership of, they are owned by illegal Europeans who are hiring these illegal foreigners that you are having. I mean, Numsa's president, I'm not sure whether he's still president, President Chirwa, he's a Malawian. We're not sure whether he's a naturalized South African or there are other issues that came through with that. So that is why when it comes to NOMSA, when you mention the issue of foreign immigration, they're always sensitive. They're always uh, first to defend because they know that they have a, a Malawian national within its national office bearers and within some of their regional uh, structures. So that's why we are saying it's up to us as citizens. That's why Poena. Uh, 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 Mangalani and other patriots so fit that, you know what, let's just take this um, a, a struggle to ourselves as a, a, a native South Africans because no one, no one else can ensure that there is consistency in this issue that our agenda is put ahead and uh, uh, kept this illegal immigration that is penetrated through government. We know that there are government officials who are illegally there as MPs and members of legislature through the municipalities, 
as well as the trade movements who are supposed to protect us. So that's why we mustn't uh, give up. So we'll continue leader uh, with our sp- uh, with, uh, with your spirit to 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 fight and put our agenda first. Um, I think the last speaker is Chanel. Um, I'll yeah, I'll hand over to you when, and so we can decide when to wrap up. Uh, because I think we should have wrapped up around ten o'clock. Because the last speaker, no, Chanel, is one week. Let's let Chanel speak, and then we are wrapping up. And yeah, it should be about holidays for the next okay. coming two weeks. Okay. Good evening. Can with you hear me? And Elmo. With your permission and Elmo. Yes, you are audible. Can you can you allow Hosanna to be our last speakers, please? When you when you're done with the next speaker, can you allow Hosanna to be our last speaker? Please. Elmo, can you see the request? Elmo, can you see Hosanna's request? Because I don't Oh, I think, yeah, no, he has accepted her. Okay, it's fine. It will be Chanel, then Hosanna, and then I think we will try to wrap up. I think, yeah, that should be it. Okay, well, uh, good evening, South Africans. Uh, Thank you for the opportunity to speak. Um, I've been following the movement for the part, well, this year. Um, I've been in your spaces uh, listening to the concerns of South Africans um, and also the position that the movement holds uh, in terms of uncontrolled illegal immigration. Um, I actually wanted to focus on the position of the movement and how the movement is viewed, but I've seen that some of your members have commented on um social media and also the spaces in which uh, South Africans refer to uh, immigrants and um, the attitude in which uh, dealing with this issue. Um, so I'm not going to spend too much time on that. But one thing I want to mention is that illegal immigration is a very hot topic in South Africa, as everyone knows. And I think the sentiments of Put South Africa First is shared by many South Africans um, and across the racial uh, board as well. Um, I think that um, I anticipated that this situation would happen uh, as early as 2008, that South Africans would get to the point where uh, immigration would be a part of our politics and everything that is happening is actually what I foresaw happening going forward. Um, in comparison to, I'm going to use the, the European Union as an example in terms of how they have dealt with immigration and how they've incorporated into their national dialogues, including their politics. About 15 years ago, if you follow across the European Union, you look at political parties that were focusing on immigration as uh, part of their political campaigns, were almost measuring at about 2% of the national vote. And if you look at most European countries, they have 
a they have coalition governments. Over the last 15 years, uh, these political parties across countries like Germany, uh, Sweden, Belgium, you name it, have a significant uh, rise in almost 20 to 25% in terms of the voting base that they've received. And how did they manage to do this? In the very beginning, the message was extremely strong and pushed away people in terms of how they delivered that message. Um, the way they campaigned, the type of wording that they used. And what they actually did was they softened the approach, but still keeping the very fundamental of their message on immigration. And this has actually worked. Okay, so um, I'm not saying that I know the anger. I understand the frustrations of South Africans. Um, I know the position that we find ourselves in. And I understand that it's so easy to lash out. And it, it's so easy to, because we have, most South Africans have reached a point, which is very unfortunate that our government has allowed this, that you guys have actually had to take start looking at going to the courts in terms of forcing the government to enforce its own laws and actually to abide by these laws. It's very unfortunate that it has got to this, but it is the best solution. So from my side, I would like to say that you, you guys are in the right direction. Um, you can take that advice in terms of looking at what the Europeans did in terms of how they uh, managed their social media pre presence, how they managed their messages um, and how to go going forward uh, with the message. Because I, like I said, I think many South Africans agree fundamentally with a lot of the issues that have been raised by Put South Africa First, but there are elements that might push people away and be a bit afraid. And yes, maybe we can agree that, you know, you don't need cowards at this time. It's it's, it's do and die situation. You know, South Africa is the only country that we have. And if we want, we, we can only create the South Africa that we want. I, I get that, I understand that. But think of the longevity and what is at stake, because there are various factors here. Security, national security is at stake when it comes to uncontrolled illegal immigration. Our home affairs is completely rotten to the core. Um, you know, IDs are cloned, passports are cloned, everything that is happening, you name it, is being done. Um, you know, you look at the sustainability of it all against all our systems, whether it's education, whether it's health, just the overall stability and um, longevity of South Africa as a country for South Africans is, is at jeopardy here. So when a nation is population or growth is far exceeding its development capacity, given our corruption and all the other inefficiencies that happen in our government, you look at what is the situation that's going to happen to South Africa going next. And the reality is that it is completely, completely unsustainable what is happening in South Africa at the moment, completely unsustainable. And the reality is, is that where do South Africans go if South Africa collapses? 
because the reality is that South Africans don't have any place to go if South Africa collapses. And this is a very real reality that many South Africans face, again, across the racial board, that if South Africa doesn't work, where do South Africans go? And this is my going to be my message, is that there's a lot riding on this. So guys, please try and I'm not saying that I'm right in what I'm saying, but if you have some time, Mangalani, Kwena, all the guys that are the leadership in Put South Africa First, go and Google, research what I've just said in terms of how European Union uh, countries in the European Union have actually managed to package the message of immigration in such a way that it has a political standing within their governments when it comes to policy enforcement and also the protection of the country itself and its citizens. There's a lot at stake. And I, I feel that if you guys can just uh, bring some of your members in and just say, you know, guys, let's just try and soften our approach, keep it going to the government, keep it in the courts. And I promise you that a lot more South Africans will get on board because South Africa is at stake. But at the same time, with my closing words, let us not forget our Ubuntu in all of this because there are some migrants that are vulnerable. And yes, we have equally vulnerable South Africans, but there are some that are caught up in a very, very difficult situation and a lot more people making it extremely difficult for the ones that we should be taking in and we should be taking care of. So thank you guys. Uh, I've been watching, I'm going to be watching you guys go closely going forward. And uh, I think you guys are in the right direction. So uh, congratulations to the leadership. My South Africans, I hope to get to see you in the next few days because uh, South Africa was on the red list. So I couldn't fly, I got a flight back home so I'm really looking forward to coming back home and being with family and friends. Um, so, yeah. So Merry Christmas to everyone. Happy New Year. Stay safe. And I'll be following you guys in the new year. Thank you. Oh, no, thank you for your message, uh, Chanel. Thank you. Hosanna, I think you can come in. Uh, we actually appreciate, you know, when we hear of South Africans overseas supporting our message. It's always very heartwarming. And to actually even show that, indeed, put South Africa first is not even just about the black race in South Africa. It's about us as South Africans, you know. I identify as black. <laughs> Just say FYI. <laughs> <laughs> no, you okay. but I'm sure yeah. you will you, you will come yeah. to actually see that. Yeah, over it's time. Like, there's no gray areas when it comes to me. There's no in between. You can come in. Hosanna, unmute. Hosanna, are you having connection issues?
Yeah, it looks like, yeah. She's not online. Yeah. Okay, I think uh, this is about today's base. Uh, indeed, let's not lose focus and let's continue to engage, engage robustly, but not with insults. And uh, let's look forward to 2022 and help each other to grow uh, as a as a movement, as patriots. And remember that we are not each other's enemies. Yes, we may not agree on everything uh, or the approach in that moment, but let's learn to understand each other and be more patient with one another. So I think that is the, the most important lessons that we are taking from today. And like I said, uh, the January program adds off grids for certain issues. And yeah, uh, we look forward to, to giving you guys updates in January to tell you when the date uh, for the court will be there, obviously, because uh, we are only starting now about it and uh, they will be launching it. Then we'll have an exact date. Uh, I'm Alum, uh, me and you, again, you still owe me that phone call. Yeah. I think that is for me. Uh, happy Christmas. Happy New Year to everyone. We shall see each other in 2022. Mangalani, do you want to say anything before you close? Elmo, uh, if you also no, want let's, to say let's, let's Let's have Elmo and then I'll, I'll come in. Uh, I wish you a prosperous uh, 2022 Patriots, wherever you are, abroad, across the continent and here in the soil. Uh, I also wish you protection from this pandemic that is going around ravaging our livelihoods. Uh, let us prosper economically, health-wise, and in all forms and be Patriots and be ready to take the bull by it, by the by the hands, the bulls. <laughs> what is it? They call it the. You grab the horns of the bull by the hands, so to speak, when it comes to our patriotism. So, uh, happy twenty twenty two. Thank you. Host, um, come in. Uh, yes. Can you hear me, Gwena? And. Let me see, hundred, if you can hear me, guys. Good. Uh, uh, let me take this opportunity and thank everyone, all of us, and be to fight in the in the coming year. That is 2022. I always say people always complain about Afri Forum that they go to the court and win. There is no reason why we can't go to the court and win as well. We have we have already done preliminary uh, investigations. All the court cases that we will be taking to court, I can tell you now, we are going to win them because what is happening
now it's the laws are on our side but our government doesn't want to implement So we will reach a stage where a minister will be personally held responsible. So when they start feeling it that way, you will see them implementing our laws. There is no any other way to get them to implement our laws. And if we do exactly what Afro Forum does, which is support each other, make sure that they contribute the little that they can to make this country success. I have no doubt that this country will be successful. If the issue that we are fighting for right now, it was at the forefront or at the top of the list of items that needs to be fixed for Africa, I can tell you now this issue will not be talking about now it would have been fixed ages ago so it's about time that we also don't complain when we have got everything that Afro Forum does so with there's no reason for us that we should be complaining so on that note Uh, as for what has happened earlier, accepting uh, uh, a Zimbabwean, I concur with Alunamda. I, I understand uh, uh, you know who that emotions are very high. I, I understand the pain that all of us as South Africans are feeling. Uh, if you had listened to what uh, South African, that is uh, Obri, Ntate uh, Obri Dube, to speaking, you, you sense the anger and the the sadness from his uh, uh, 